it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted, independent, American Standard Air dealer. Owner Chris Wedekin sells the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, which is a great option to heat and cool individual spaces while blending into the decor. If you want your poker room to be dressed up, you could take a vinyl wrap and put on these. If you like the more modern look, they have styles in black, silver, and pearl white that would be more aesthetically pleasing for your rooms. Find out more at absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted, independent, American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. Good morning. It is Friday, November 4th. Congratulations. You made it to Friday. Give yourself a big old pat on the back. It is six minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey and on the drivehubler.com hotline, we have Mike Schmuel, who is head of the Indiana Democratic Party. All right, Mike, uh, true or false, Diego Morales is the gift that keeps on giving, not just to you, but to the libertarians and all candidates not named Republican. True or false? I would say true. I need to update DiegoNoMorals.com. <laughs> okay, so when you, like, obviously you guys nominate at a convention for Secretary of State just like the Republicans do. Were mm-hmm. you surprised, given the well-known baggage with Diego, that the Republicans still decided to go ahead with this guy? And did it change the approach that the Democrats took? Because you obviously knew Destiny Wells was going to be your nominee. Yeah. You know, was I surprised? I don't know. I think that there is some some serious divisions in the Indiana Republican Party. You know, do you go down with Governor Holcomb and and his path or do you go uh, a way that's a little more extreme, a little bit more far right? And I think they're in a little bit of an identity crisis, to be honest with you. But we went into our convention, three women running for office, Destiny Wells, you know, veteran, farm girl, attorney. Um, and she came out uh, easily. Obviously, she was our only choice. And so, um, you know, Diego is just I always say he has more baggage than a baggage claim. Uh, and it proves itself over and over and over again almost every other day. It, it seems like Destiny Wells is doing better in the Secretary of State's race than, say, Tom McDermott is in the U.S. Senate race. Is that because Diego's such a bad candidate? Is Destiny Wells a better candidate? Or am I just totally, are you saying, Rob, you're just misinterpreting everything and uh, and uh, McDermott's doing great? <laughs> I, well, I think for Destiny, I think it, it's everything. She's outraised Diego the last few quarters, so she's raising more money to her campaign. She's on television uh, at a higher rate than Diego all across Indiana. I just saw some ads this morning. Um, And so her message is is very, very strong in, in holding him accountable. You know, I think Tom is also on TV. Tom did great in the debate uh, against Senator Young a couple weeks ago. Um, and so I think Hoosiers have a real choice. I think they're both running very strong races, uh, reaching every voter down the final down the final stages here. Now, Mike, my question for you, you mentioned that Destiny's been on TV more while Diego didn't show for a debate. But these yeah. this recent criticism, as the records Ooh. show that he voted, uh, Diego voted in one county right. while claiming a property tax credit living in another county is it too late of this news this news just came out yesterday is it too late to move the needle i don't think so because it adds uh sort of an exclamation point or a cherry on top for all of the bad headlines that we've all seen about diego morales over the last few months um let's let's remind our listeners that indiana secretary of state has really sort of two main jobs one is the top election officer in our state. The other is business licensing. 
So top election official in our state government, this guy committed voter fraud four years ago when he was running for Congress. That should tell Hoosiers everything they need to know about Diego Morales. Um, The guy is just, you know, there's sexual assault allegations. He was fired twice from this office previously. He bought himself a car with campaign money for $43,000. He's got questionable background as it relates to his military service. He is simply unfit to be Indiana's top election official. Mike Schmuel, the head of the Indiana Democrat uh, Party, our guest. Okay, so my question to you, Mike, is late summer, everything seemed in the de- on the Democrat side to be focused on the abortion issue. And I think a lot of us said at the time, Indiana's a red state. It's That's probably not the best way to go. Obviously, the Indiana Republicans have been horrendous as it relates to the economy and taxes and government spending. I thought you guys had a lot of traction on the gas tax thing. In hindsight, now that the abortion issue is clearly taken a backseat in poll after poll nationally to the economy, to inflation, was it a mistake mm. to invest so much in the abortion issue now that it's not resonating with voters? I don't think so, because I actually think that it is resonating with voters in certain places in Indiana. You know, we're seeing pretty high turnout in, in suburban Indianapolis, the so-called donut counties. Uh, and that's a lot of women. Women are also early voting, I think, 53 percent to 47 percent to men. Um, and so I think in certain pockets of Indiana, it is still a top issue. Um, but you mentioned the gas tax. You know, at the, at the first day of this month, November 1st, our gas taxes went up again in Indiana. We're the crossroads of America, and we have some of the highest gas taxes in the country. And that is squarely on the shoulders of the Indiana Republican Party. Um, you know, when times of inflation, when people are hurting, when people are struggling, uh, when things are more expensive, uh, we think... Um, and we've advocated for this, and many of our leaders have at the state house that we should pause the gas tax temporarily. Um, we have big surpluses, right? We had a lot of federal funding through the American Rescue Plan and the bipartisan infrastructure deal. Let's help people get through some trying times at the pump uh, so they can spend money and save money in other places in their daily lives. And so, you know, for an Indiana Republican Party, and I know that that you both talk about this a lot. <laughs> you know, we're we're good for business. We're low taxes. We're all of these other things. Uh, that's not that's not uh, manifesting itself. That's not showing up uh, when people are going through their daily lives. And we are the party that wants to bring more balance uh, to Indianapolis. Uh, Mike Schwul, the head of the Indiana Democrat Party, our guest. So, and I'm always curious, and I ask this of you know all sorts of candidates who have been candidates. Obviously, you have run campaigns. You're now the head of a, a statewide uh, operation. What's the close like for you guys? And, and specifically, I think I'm most interested in the race that I think will be very close, Secretary of State's race. What is the close like for Destiny Wells and the Democrats these final four or five days? You know, I think that uh, what we do is we go all around the state. You know, we're having about a dozen GOTV, so get out the vote efforts uh, all over the state where Destiny, Tom, our other candidates up and down the ballot can meet with Hoosier voters, uh, can have interviews, um, can just travel around the state to fire up our volunteers and our supporters. And so, you know, they're going to be going all over the state, um, you know, north, south, east, west, uh, to talk to people over the final stages. Uh, I think that's stark contrast, honestly, to the Republican Party. Um, you know, they don't respond to a lot of surveys. They don't do a lot of debates. 
Um, they're rather quiet. Um, and we believe that, you know, democracy at the end of the day is talking to people and listening to people and having conversations with people. Um, and I would urge all the listeners, too. Tomorrow is one of two Saturdays all across Indiana, every single county, uh, where it's your legal right to vote, uh, to vote early. So if you want to vote early, you can do so uh, tomorrow. Um, uh, up until Election Day, obviously. Uh, real quick, before I let you go, Mike, clarify yeah. for our audience, there was indeed a Secretary of State debate on October 10th, 2022. 2022. Secretary of State debate. Was it the, oh yeah, what, Diego didn't show up. Yes, right? yeah, because <laughs> there seemed to, he seems to not know there was a debate, and he said there was not a debate, so I just want to make sure that the debate yeah. I saw did indeed happen. He was he was probably sorting all of his baggage and baggage claims for all of the controversies that he has. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mike Schwul, head of the Indiana, Indiana Democrat Party. Thanks for spending a few moments with us. And this is the way it should be, right? There's a lot of things we don't agree on, but we can still talk. And uh, the Democrats have been way more open to doing that than most of the Republicans. So we appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good weekend. All right. Thanks, Mike. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and looking at some trending stories this hour. Jimmy Kimmel. Oh. He says he lost at least half of his fan base over anti-Trump jokes. No, he didn't lose half his fan base over anti-Trump jokes. He lost half his fan base over going out of his way to be an a-hole and alienate half of his fan base. Also trending is Julie Powell. She's a food writer known for Julie and Julia. Do you remember her? She attempted to cook every recipe in the classic Julia Child cookbook. She documented it. She made a blog about it. It became a best-selling book and then a hit movie. Well, she has passed away from cardiac arrest at age 49. And finally, Trending, mean Joe Green. Yeah. Now, John Fetterman has a new ad out, and it's a spoof on the old mean Joe Green ad with the Coca Cola. This is that? this ad, uh, if you have not seen it, mm. uh, wait until noon or whatever. Don't do it while we're talking because we need you. But. Just put it in your, uh, your search tw- Twitter, Twitter or wherever. You'll see it. This is the most cringeworthy thing ever. It is the re uh, remake of the famous mm-hmm. Joe Green, Mean Joe Green, 1970s, grab a Coke ad where it's after the game and mm-hmm. he's hobbling back to the locker room and the kid tosses him the Coke and mm-hmm. you know he tosses the jersey back to the kid, except it's a kid. With and, John Fetterman. With Fetterman in the role of Mean Joe Green. Mm-hmm. And it is... I would love to know how many takes it took to even cobble together this horrific com- compilation of awfulness that they came up with. I mean, it is the it is he is the last person you should put on a television screen at any point. And it's clearly uber edited and mm-hmm. it was many, many takes and he's cringeworthy. It is. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who said that sounds like a good idea. It's interesting because at the end of this commercial, John Fetterman throws not a jersey, but a T-shirt to the kid. And it's a campaign T-shirt that says Fetterman on it. But it was also shot down a hallway with a brick wall. Yes. And you might recall from many different podcasts and times that John Fetterman has been on camera, he's been sitting in front of a brick wall. Yes. And I'm wondering, 
if this is the same brick wall, they just keep going back to wherever this is yeah. taking place. It's like he's not leaving this area. It's like Dr. Evil. He has an underground layer. Yeah. Um, and they're shooting this commercial there. Well, and so what's interesting is the premise of the ad, because it's in Pennsylvania, which obviously mean, mean Joe Green, the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. the famed Steel Curtain. Yeah. Get it. Not a bad idea in the premise of the ad. The execution, though. It's the execution. And you have a guy who should not be on camera. Like, there are some people who benefit being on camera. Mm-hmm. There are some people you want to see on camera because they are visually appealing. There are some people who you do not want to see on camera because they are not visually appealing. And John Fetterman is an unvisually appealing person and he can't speak. He's one of those guys. It is 20 min- 21 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey. And let's keep going on this because a new poll came out that says Oz is narrowly leading against John Fetterman. This was an Emerson College poll and it was conducted last week and the debate did it. Yeah. Okay. It so was the debate. Let's clarify two things. One, the people of Pennsylvania are going to lose no matter what, whether it's Oz or Fetterman who gets in there. It's going to be terrible terrible for you. But you get the government you deserve. Just like here in Indiana, Todd Young or Tom McDermott. Either way, we're all losers. But I think it is abundantly clear that anybody who saw that debate dramatically swung to Dr. Oz. Not in maybe, not leaning. It You recognize John Fetterman I don't know if they got to wind him up before he goes out there or what, but there is something really wrong with this guy. And even if his lunatic leftism wasn't enough to pry you away from him, the fact that he opened the debate with hi, good night, everybody should have been enough. Now, you cannot underestimate the ability to creatively count ballots in Philadelphia. So all of that being said, there's a chance more people will vote in Philadelphia than live in Philadelphia. So who knows how this thing is going to go? Yeah, 50% of the voters said that the debate worsened their opinion of Fetterman. He would have lost. That was a no-win situation for him because had he not debated, it would have been like a Diego Morales thing here. And when he does debate, it's a poor performance. So it's a, it's, it's a no-win situation for this guy. Oz is currently leading Fetterman, according to this poll, 48 to 46%. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and the Delphi suspect, Allen, is to be moved to a state facility. And the judge in this case has said that there is bloodlust for information. I am, I am so outraged by this. Okay, so the Richard Allen, the Delphi suspect, has yeah. now been moved out of the county jail to the state facility. Fine, whatever. That's okay. But this judge, mm-hmm. who has now recused himself, yeah. and unless this judge had some personal relationship with Allen, what a total, total cop-out to remove yourself because... Allen is not some political figure. He's not some well-known guy. The judge doesn't... The Your job as a county judge is to oversee trials, be they murder, speeding tickets, whatever. This guy just don't want to deal with it, which is a total cop-out and a total abdication of his responsibility, unless, which he didn't clarify, he's got some relationship with Allen. That's number one. And two, for him to come out and say that, uh, that there is bloodlust for information mm-hmm. whose fault is that 
who had the press conferences time after time after time after time. Asking the public for help if they knew anything. Asking us to be involved. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, Doug Carter offering nothing or less than nothing, the state superintendent, because he wanted to see himself on television. You threw it out into the public. You threw yourselves out into the public over and over and over again. And the public wanting public information does not make you some sort of villainous traitor to society. So they say that they're moving him for his own safety and they're protecting him from the public. Uh, and that's fine, and that's totally viable. That maybe they feel that the count, uh, security in the county jail is is not sufficient to house this guy. No problem with that. What I do have a problem with, though, is this judge one recusing himself unless there's some viable reason. But well, there's a lot of heat on this case, and uh, I don't want to have to deal with it. Is not a reason. And the other side of this is the public is not bad for demanding information when you asked us to be an active participant. Well, it's a national story, an international story, in fact. Of course, people want information. They want to know what's going to happen with this guy. All right. Now, we all know and we have laid out many times over the years what an utter buffoon the state superintendent, Doug Carter, is. And we laid it out to you totally during the constitutional carry debate where he tried to act like cops are going to be getting gunned down in the street every day if law-abiding citizens didn't have to beg the government for permission to carry a gun. And he did an interview yesterday with WRTV that is just another example of what a political stooge this guy is. Now, we all remember there were two drawings, and Kurt, I'm going to run a little long before I get to the news, so just bear with me real quick. There were two drawings of this Delphi suspect. Mm-hmm. And for two years, we looked at this one. Mm -hmm. And then on a whim, they just came out and said, screw that one we had before. Don't use that anymore. Use this new one. Forget you ever saw the old one. Okay, that's really weird, but whatever. Well, now it turns out that this Richard Allen, who we know nothing about, they're not releasing any information on, looks exactly like the The first first drawing. And listen to this answer when RTV6 asks him, hey, hello, he looks like the first one, not the second one. Two years into the investigation, um, after we got the initial sketch, um, we were told to not uh, rely on that sketch anymore, that this was a new sketch that came out mm-hmm. that looked completely different than the mm-hmm. original. But when we see the mugshot of um, Richard Allen, he looks mostly like that initial um, sketch. So why the, why the change two years mm-hmm. into someone that didn't look yeah. anything like the person that we were presented with on Monday? Well, I'll answer the question in two parts. One, isn't that amazing? <laughs> That he looks a lot like one and a little bit like the other, depending upon the eye of the beholder, right? Um, and I've said all along those sketches are not phot- photographs. There are reasons that we stru- structurally, and, or not structurally, but logistically changed uh, the investigative strategy throughout the middle of this in, in multiple phases. Some th- were not even recognized, nor did they have to be. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's why he asked the question, ding dong. <laughs> uh, this guy is a joke. What a loser. And this is probably why it took five years to get anywhere, because mm-hmm. Doug Carter was in charge of it. You're listening to Kennelly Casey on 93 WIBC. And coming up next, we're going to hear from you at 317-684-8444. Your voicemails are on the way from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hey. 
or not George isn't at home, please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> believe it or not, I'm not home. 317-684-8444. That is our phone number. If you have a question, comment, or smart remark, we would love to hear from you. It is your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And we have received the last couple of days a huge number of voicemails in regards to the Secretary of State race. Mm-hmm. And you know this, Casey. When it's politics, we normally get like two calls on it or something. The things that usually overwhelm us with phone calls are like when we do Mount Rushmore's of whatever. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it is telling me that people are really paying attention to this. And more importantly, they're really passionate about it, which to me is a gigantic win because... Four years ago, if you had said to the average person, name the three candidates running for secretary of state, the majority of people who could not have done that, nor even who they voted for. And this is great because or the role of the secretary of state. You're right. And so we are winning here in the sense of our one of our goals. We always talk about educate and inform. And if we educate and inform and and entertain, I'm sorry, educate and entertain. Mm -hmm. If we do them both, we believe you'll ultimately come down the, the same way we we view most things. So a um, lot of phone calls about that, a lot of phone calls about Diego. And I will say this, up until yesterday morning, and I think I told you this, I still believed he was going to win. Yeah. I still thought the state is Republican enough mm-hmm. that in the places that end in Ville mm-hmm. or the corners of the state. Right. And we talked about that, that maybe the word's not getting out to all the corners throughout the entire state. Right. And I still thought that there would be enough people. But I think after yesterday... It was that interview he did with Tony Katz, huh? And this voting thing. Mm -hmm. Look, the voting thing is a real issue. Now, did he do anything illegal or not? I don't know. Here's what I can tell you. It's not going to go away. There is going to have to be a thorough investigation into this voting thing, especially when you consider Charlie White, the former Secretary of State, was convicted, I believe it was six felonies, related to a very similar thing. And if you're a Diego voter now, you should be very worried because there is a, I would say, a very good chance that he does not serve out the full four-year term if indeed he gets across the finish line, depending on what the outcome of this investigation is. Well, it does. at this point, it's not a matter of if is it illegal or not. It's perception. It doesn't look good. This is the guy who is trying to uphold the sanctity right. of elections, and there's questions on his own voting habits. So in case you're new to what we're talking about, if you missed it yesterday, Diego Morales, who's the Republican candidate for Secretary of State, bought a home in 2016 in Marion County. Mm-hmm. In 2018, well, look, first of all, the most important part of this, he took his homestead tax credit, which is your primary residence, on that house in Marion County. And then uh, fast forward to 2018, which was coincidentally the same year he ran for Congress mm-hmm. in a congressional district that was not where his homestead credit was. Mm-hmm. He voted in Plainfield Indiana, which these two things do not compute. You vote if you're a homeowner where your homestead credit is Mm -hmm. because the state is giving you a deduction. You are taking a financial benefit because that is your declared primary resident. He's got, and I've talked to multiple people with law degrees about this. There may be an answer, 
But that's going to be super interesting. And look, it's one shady, weird thing after another with this guy. And based on the phone calls we're receiving, at least in our audience, I think the majority of people are saying, we've had enough of this guy. The libertarian is not only passable, he's great, mm-hmm. Jeff Moore, mm-hmm. and they're pulling the lever for somebody else. Here's some of the uh, calls that we received today or over the last day on Diego. I'm calling from Duluth. I've been listening since Rob was in Kevin's place. Um, I stick around because I really appreciate Rob's take on a lot of things. Not so much music or sports, but uh, <laughs> his knowledge of, of politics and that is 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 great. I think it's actually ahead of ahead of the 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 curve on on many many things. Uh, he, I, I remember when he said, you know, don't t- don't do the uh, two weeks to 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 stop the curve because he knew it was going to turn into something that it did, which was a nightmare. Um, I just wanted to comment on Diego Morales. I'm not from Indiana, so I don't understand a whole lot of Indiana politics, but Diego sounds like as much of a loser liar as Corrine Jean-Pierre. He shouldn't win anything. Anyways, also I wanted to state this, is I listen to you quite a bit, and I hear your politicians say things like, Hoosiers this and Hoosiers that, talking like in third person or something like that. It almost sounds like disrespectful or like they're above the Hoosiers. Like it wouldn't serve Hoosiers well or Hoosiers want this. And and it's kind of, it's like it's a good way for them not to take credit for the horrible mistakes that they've made. Hoosiers, it, it wouldn't serve Hoosiers well, and Hoosiers want to. It just sounds bad. So that's just my take. Um, I, I live in a totally blue city, so I wish I wish um, some of my politics was as bad as yours is there. So have a great day. God bless. That's really an yeah. interesting point with the Hoosiers portion of that. Yeah. It's almost like a separation. Sure. No, We're that, here yeah. and you are down there. I thought that was a super hmm. interesting take on something I had never thought of before. And yeah. that's why we have the best audience in the whole world. Yeah. They tell us things that we haven't ever thought of before. Uh, got another phone call on oh, many other phone calls. We've tried to pare them down here a little bit on Diego. Go ahead. Hey, Kendall and Casey, Club Show. I'm just calling to pile on to Diego. Man, that he drove 100,000 miles over the last few months. I looked online. He got his car June the 15th. So for 21 weeks, he apparently drove over 4,700 miles a day. I'm just an uneducated truck driver, but most long-haul truck drivers can pull off about 3,500 miles a week. So... He's hiring seven hippies in a micro bus, if you want me to believe that. But he wouldn't make a good politician as much as he lies. Thank you. <laughs> it, and I don't know if his math works out or whatever, right. but the point is, when it's we just keep saying this, when it's one thing, like let's just say the only thing in Diego's background was he was fired by the Secretary of State, Todd Rokita, which the paperwork proves he was. And they've never refuted that the paperwork is legitimate. And that can happen, and you can learn your lesson, and 
then move on. Right. Like, here's an example. If I were ever stupid enough to run for public office again, I got a terrible review when I was the pharmacy board director because those people who ran the professional licensing agency were incompetent buffoons who were mad that we were doing things to limit government rather than just keeping the hamster on the wheel. So, hey, first press conference, I got an awful review when I was the pharmacy board director, and I hated them, and they hated me, and here's the stats on how we made it better, and those people are idiots, and let's talk about what a terrible job the PLA does and whether that needs to be licensed. Boom, let's roll. Mm -hmm. Instead, they just, he just denies all of the things and there's no explanation for them other than, well, the liberal media is out to get me. We are not the liberal media. No one is ever going to confuse nine to noon on WIBC as being anything that remotely resembles liberal or media, you know, together. Um, It's just, it's just people reach a breaking point where it's like, dude, everything with you is some weird unanswered question. Now, when Diego Morales did answer that question about the 100,000 miles crisscrossing the 92 counties throughout the state, we don't know exactly when he is starting the clock on that. Was it when he bought the new car or was it six right. months before that? Right. I mean, he could be counting, you know years before that as part of that mileage but the good part of that phone call was that he's listening he's paying attention and he's interested enough to do his own research yep absolutely all right uh one more somebody asked a question about this voting controversy with diego you know rob i was listening to you and abdul and about voting where you're not supposed to if you move and you were registered to vote in one place, but you're not registered to vote where you're moving to, would it still be wrong to vote where you're registered at? That's what I'm trying to figure out. So hopefully you'll answer my question. Hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. You are you are registered. You vote where you are registered. That is why when you if you move, you make the address change. You can do it at the Secretary of State's office. You can do it at the BMV. You can do it wherever. They send you a card in the mail. You can also look it up online. You go to the Secretary of State's website. It's very easy to to see the information. Where are you registered to vote? And that is where you have to vote at. Like if you moved again legitimately moved from Indianapolis to Plainfield and you did not change your voter registration, you are registered to vote at that address. That's the only way they can possibly keep track of who lives where. That's why they ask you when you sh- you know show up to vote, are you still at? Mm-hmm. And then you say the name of where you are at. And the reason for that is there are different things you vote on in each place. I can't vote for the Carmel School Board. Someone who lives in Carmel can't vote for the Brownsburg School Board. You pay taxes there. You have voting privileges based on that, or you live there. You don't necessarily have to pay taxes, but the premise is as far as homeownership goes. Diego took a homestead credit. He took a huge, and every Hoosier does, he didn't get anything special. I'm not, I'm not insinuating that. But he took a financial benefit on the home in Marion County. Great. No problem with that. Part of the dealio is, and everybody knows it's the dealio, that's your house. That's where you, that's where you live. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this guy who wanted to be, 
keep in mind, the same year he ran for Congress, he wanted to be Secretary of State. He started to run for Secretary of State, and then he knew Connie Lawson was going to clean his clock, so he got out of that and was figuring out what office can I hop over to next. Mm -hmm. Didn't know that? No way. There's no way. And it doesn't matter whether he knew it or didn't know it. The onus is on the person, and he has got... Look, the best thing for Diego, to, for personally for Diego, would be for him not to win this race. Yeah. You think he'd learn something? No, I don't think he'd learn something. I think his life would be a lot less hectic going forward, and you can interpret that however you want to interpret it if he doesn't win this race. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you would like to contribute. We would love your input. It is 1046 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and we've got Hammer joining us next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, it is 1051 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Hammer joins us in the studio. And I have a question for you. And I know you talk about this a lot with uh, Hammer and Nigel in the afternoon. So this morning when I was getting ready for work, I saw a Ryan Mears commercial on TV. And it was, it looked to me, I don't know if you've seen it, but it looked to me like it was made from a template. Do you know what I mean? Right. Where it's the same commercial and all you have to do is plug in your oh, name yeah, sure. or, or plug sure. in what you want. Like and if you go to other states, like that Keller and Keller yes, commercial. Yes, it's the same one. Just a different name of a different law firm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the Ryan Mears commercial looked like to me because it was uh, the headshot of people doing like the confessional. I'm voting for him because of this. I'm voting for him. But they were all sitting in front of a brick wall, which could have been <laughs> anywhere in the whole country right and it i'm voting for him for and it, there was nothing localized about indianapolis to me yeah his ads are a little deceptive in the fact that he's going to brag about his conviction rate as a prosecutor yeah how many cases are you doing a week if you look at the backlog of cases in marion county and i understand there's a lot but it's substantially lower than all of his predecessors and the ones that he picks and chooses to go after he knows it's a surefire win the tough ones still sit there mm -hmm. look at the red flag case that just sat on his desk which ultimately led to the death of a lot of innocent people so his ads are the worst the people in his ads are the worst he's the worst and my biggest fear as a resident of marion county is that this clown is going to get elected again because people are just going to vote straight ticket mm -hmm. and all they know is vote blue. Mm -hmm. Even though I know business owners on Monument Circle who have donated to Democrats in the past have told me, maybe they're lying to me, I don't know, but they told me what's happening now in India is unacceptable and they're looking to the other candidate, Cindy mm -hmm. Carrasco. Right. Am I too mean to Doug Carter? <laughs> You can have whatever opinion you want to have. Uh, so, the, the, so yesterday he did an interview with RTV Six, and they they asked him a very pertinent question. You told everybody to discard the first picture that that wasn't accurate. Don't use that anymore. And the guy you've arrested looks just like the first picture, and nothing like the second picture. And there's no information out on this. And he just goes, "Yeah, isn't that something?" I, that, that just enrages me. That he just what a flippant response. Yeah, isn't that something? So try How to about get about that. Try to get him on the show, right? Because 
I'm trying to get Ryan Mears on the show. I'm trying to get Boss Hogshead on the show. But the minute that email comes across or the minute they hear that request, they laugh and they text me a picture of their middle fingers. <laughs> so, but he might actually come on. So, I mean, WIBC has a great relationship with the state police. Um, so maybe he'll come on and you guys can have a good old fashioned crossfire. I got a feeling I'll be told it would not serve Hoosiers well if I uh, <laughs> submit that uh, request. Uh, yeah, possibly. I, I just, it's just, it just enrages me because it's like, you have been the visual focal point of this for five years, and most of the time when you rolled out there, it was a giant waste of everybody's time, and it came up like you just wanted to get yourself in front of a camera, and then you get asked this very valid question, and you, yeah. yeah. How about that? How about that? What do you think? Are you excited for this weekend? Yeah, it's a big one, man. Uh College game day down in Georgia. You've got my Tennessee Vols. You've got those no good, rotten, hairy, gross women from Georgia down there <laughs> watching their Georgia Bulldogs. Those Georgia women are ugly and they're hideous. Um, but I'm excited for it. This is a big one. And again, this is life in the SEC. If you're Tennessee, oh, you went to LSU. That's cute. Oh, you played Bama. Okay. Your next game is at Georgia. Can we just agree that the Final Four should basically be for SEC teams? <laughs> I mean, Maybe Ohio State. Isn't Ohio State ranked second? They are. They are. They're really good. That receiving core. Marvin Harrison Jr. would love to see him in a Colt jersey. Like, as a Colt fan, like three years from now, I want Arch Manning throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr. What's coming up this (laughs) afternoon? Uh, We got Beer Sample Friday. We got Abdul. We got Dan Dockage. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.